Well, thank you, Lauren, so much for taking the time to talk with me about the Lego Batman movie. I had a lot of fun seeing it this past weekend on opening weekend. How is it for you, for your film to uh, finally come out and have audiences see it? You know, the, the, the thing is, is that the, I've started kind of looking at looking at it a bit differently than, than I used to because it kind of, films are turning into this, this um, race where it's um, the box office hits and how much money is it making and the, and it, it becomes a kind of a weird addiction because you if, if if your film doesn't make millions it's obviously not worthy which is just not the case and it's, it's people's livelihoods that are affected that's the way i look at it if the film doesn't do well they will close down whole departments and divisions and that makes people unemployed it, 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 it's 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 a very dark way to look at it but it is it's um it's a big you know i i actually weirdly i had i had another film coming out this weekend that probably only had about four screens showing it war on everyone so and and it was a, a, a film called war on everyone and it's uh it, it's uh, very very small but um it's got alexander skarsgård and michael penner and um it's it's just because it didn't didn't get in the top ten and make a hundred million doesn't mean it's not of any warrant. But that's just the way that's just the way it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, for you, I mean, how long ago did you wrap up the Lego Batman movie? Not that not that long ago. Not that long ago. I th- I think I think it was probably December uh, a month and a half ago. Okay. It was. It was. It was so it wasn't long, that long, and and then I was a new boy on it. I'd only been on it for about seven or eight months, compared to the rest of the team that had been on it for about three years. Right. So, so, um, so my my relief at the end at the end of it, nothing compared to all those animators and 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 crew that were working on it for so long. Yeah, so I guess some of your first initial conversations with director Chris McKay, what did he even tell you? Because I mean, you've had experience kind of, you know, definitely working within the the realm of Batman. I mean, you you did some work yeah. on on Christopher Nolan's film, but you know, what w- what was the direction because the thing I love about this film is they hint at every iteration of Batman uh, in terms of kind of like yeah. poking fun and, you know, referencing Batman. So, what was those conversations? You know, the the, way, the, the most interesting thing that I've I've had said is when people have said, oh, that's interesting that you gave a nod to Shirley Walker's theme from the animation show, which I'd never seen. I, and I think, I, think a lot of people, I think a lot of people are thinking that there is things in there that aren't necessarily there. Because the only, the only one musical nod, and it wasn't a nod, it was We Are Doing It, was the original um, TV show, the, the, the Neil Hefty theme. Mm-hmm. Because I had worked on... I'd worked on three Batman movies, and uh, always in my head, I'd always, I'd always wondered, gosh, I want, it would be interesting if you could, if you could put it in. But it would just, <laughs> I think people, people would have all just laughed and fallen off the the cinema's chair. So, so finally, I got, I, I got a legitimate reason to use it. But, but I think the main thing was that I, I did think in the beginning that I thought, oh. I'm being asked because probably I've worked on them. Uh, maybe that's the connection. But not once did we ever have a conversation 
regarding parodies musically. Right. The 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 the, the one the two times that we do a musical nod to the TV show is because visually it, we literally do the pals that bang. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so that that is that that was yes, of course we have to do that there. Now, the rest of the movie to me it was it was going back to the origins. It was going back to that gothic. Uh, classical world and uh, for the Phantom Zone I give a new, uh, I, I'm doing Bach there's there's Haydn's Requiem there's 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 Mozart so it really it, it, it was it, it wasn't references to prior Batman it was actually where they got their references from going back to as gothic as one could yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I think we we Chris always just looked at it as the way he described it to me in the beginning was it's all about a boy meets a Michael Mann or a Michael Bay movie. And, and he, and he had, and he had just seen 13 hours, which I had done. And, and, and he wanted, he wanted the action. He wanted the music to be deadly serious. Mm -hmm. What was going on was, 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 was as realistic as one could imagine. So I think that the conversations now are, or did we musically try to, the intention never was to, it may, they may, may sound like it, but it, it just it sure wasn't. It was, it was serious action music and with, with, with some animation flourishes from the orchestra. <laughs> I mean, that's the, that's the fantastic thing is you kind of, there's this great mix of, symphonic and electronic score for you i mean what, what what was the delicate balance because i feel like there's moments of comedy to serious action and you are kind of bouncing back and forth depending on the cue between the different styles and orchestration so how do you how did you even imagine the initial tone that you wanted to uh, set it's uh, animation's always the hard the hardest because it's totally it's constantly uh, evolving yeah. So when you're looking at a scene, the colours of it are different than what they were two months before. So the orchestrations, I found I was going back to prior cues and changing the orchestrations constantly because from from what I had seen, now there's a different screen colour going on. Or, or Also with animation, you'll find that there's a new character in the background jumping around. <laughs> there's so, so many, yeah. So there's all, yeah, there's so many. So there's, there's always, uh, 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 it's always evolving. And I think that's what makes it, uh, you know, recording it was a hard one because we had so many different passes mm-hmm. because we would, it's that whole spinal tap thing. Can you get to 11? Yes, please. <laughs> Where do you start when it comes to your writing process for a score like this? Are you in the box? Are you pen to paper? Uh I, I I used to be more panicky uh, in the box, mm-hmm. and uh, but now I, I I try to kind of distance myself and just and talk and think more about it. So I kind of try to I try to the first thing I wrote in this was was uh, the Robin theme, which is which then ended up um, the way I wrote it was in a song format. It was identical to the song I Found You, but just without lyrics. But I had written, I had written it as a song in a song format, and Chris and I had always talked about 
Robin, and, and in fact, thematically, Robin's always been ignored. He's <laughs> I don't think, been... he, yeah, he's never had a theme or any cue. I, I'm not, I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not aware of it, and 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 poor Robin's always just left him wearing wearing the itchy leotard all the time. He's, <laughs> he's, he's kind of he's, he's, he's ignored, and 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 Robin and Batman, they're both all orphans. You've got you've got a, a connection there that is yeah very strong. So so. I think maybe a month of talking with Chris and just thinking about it and, th and then writing it. But the method is, unfortunately, it's not a sub story, but I'm dyslexic. So writing pen and paper would look like gibberish. Yeah. I, 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 I've tried in the past and then tried somebody play it. It's like been the wrong key or something. It's just, it's, it's a car wreck. So, thank so thankfully the sequencer is my instrument now. And, I, and, I I, 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 I write it, but then I, I always try to write it as a suite so that you see the different ways it can move and the orchestrations change around. So I, I'm, ve I'm very computer. I love I love my computer. It's my best friend. It's <laughs> yeah. Just, I'd be lost without it. And so what what is the spotting process for you? Like, what were some of the initial conversations? Is it that planned out? Because a lot of the animation, was it choreographed in a way that you could start, hit you know, looking for moments and hits and... Kind of swells that you wanted to build in. Well, I, I think, I think when I started, there there's some scenes that are locked, but the majority aren't. So, so what what Chris wanted and Dave, the the editor, was I would start writing suites based on themes, and that would give them inspiration. So they would try pl placing it in a couple of scenes, um, and then we would then take that suite. And then I'd rewrite it, but with the, the same DNA. Because the problem is, I think if you were if you were looking at something like Thirteen Hours musically, you can have a linear piece of music play through the cuts and play through the scenes. And with animation, you have to you do have to do more turns. So so the concept of a suite doesn't doesn't work. But what it does do is just at least sets the mood and the and the themes up. So spotting. Spotting's difficult, also when you're dealing with uh, a film that's got songs in it, because <laughs> yeah. th there was many more. There was many more scenes where I, where we were able to place more thematical material based around Robin and Bruce Wayne. But then, but then those scenes would change, and then they would become a song. So, so you don't get the same. You're not allowed to get the same development of thematical material because you are dealing with songs and 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 then on the other hand sometimes school replaced songs because it made more sense so it, it's a difficult one to try to keep the thread going thematically yeah how do you describe i kind of your mindset of working with you know your orchestrators and the various people who are on the scoring stage during that process and then like you're saying when you're on you know in the mix stage are you present when it comes to mix with working with your editor or is it kind of you you're delivering, you know, your, your recordings and letting them have a, a pass at it. I, I try, I try to look at it. I, I always look at. I, I'd learnt. I, I I worked for Hans Zimmer for about fifteen years, and and mm -hmm. and what I learned about that was that your 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 demos should sound as good as if it was the finished product. Mm -hmm. So, so I rely. I everything in my demo has to be there every orchestration and and note 
and what the live musicians bring is is their attitude. They bring this this whole life to the school. But so yes, you have you have to be there when scoring, uh, and and then with mixing also, and and with this, I'm very fortunate to get Steve Lipson, who who is a, an amazing mixer and who's from the pop background, but he's now working in film. And 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 I'd always loved some of the Pet Shop Boys albums that he had worked on because it was that the the hybrid of a pop sound with with an orchestra sitting on top. It just gelled, which mm-hmm. which is difficult with film schools because the, the the main premise is the orchestra and the electronics come second. So I I, I Steve is just an amazing producer and mixer and but also this school was kind of a, a global, I don't, I don't want to sound like Pitbull here, but it was yeah. a global <laughs> experience because yeah. we were recording recording in Australia and I was writing in Australia um, and then mixing in London and and we recorded, uh, we recorded Chad Smith from the Red Hot Chili Peppers in London and uh, and then dubbing in in LA, it's a very global. It's a it's it's a complicated thing to keep track of. But I, but I but I do think it's a, it's important to have. I, I've seen it before with with demos. When somebody writes a demo, it's so drastically different than what the the end product. I don't know if it's a good thing because your director finds it a shock. Yeah. For you, I guess, what are some of the staples when it comes to your compositions when when you're writing? You know, what do you always find that you're going to, whether it's an instrument or some type of outboard gear? No, it's it's patterns. I'm a failed drummer, uh-huh. and I was, um, <coughs> I love I love percussion, and I always think about things as 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 patterns and rhythms, and and I may do the same rhythm far too much than I should but I just I just kind of like certain patterns and and then I I kind of I tend to melody wise I, I think I, I tend to be maybe maybe a bit too simplistic but but I try to write melodies that that I I think that are are, are short and straight to the point that you can play and I'm and I'm not particularly a, a great pianist I can play but I like I like to be able to kind of get straight to the point and not have much waffling but but rhythm to me is something that i love and and even if if it's a piano i'm still thinking of 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 what the underbelly of the pattern is of it in terms of chris's involvement i mean musically how is you know how diverse is he when it comes to giving you feedback that is because sometimes you have directors who obviously don't have the, the experience of understanding music they might understand emotion but you know how do you describe chris's understanding of working with uh working with you and just music in general well he 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 he's he knows his music and he's and and i think that it's always interesting working with with directors because as soon as they say well i i can't say i don't know how to describe this musically mm-hmm. as soon as i hear that i'm i'm happy because when somebody starts analyzing it and saying, well, maybe it's because you've got a, a diminished chord or a, tri- a seventh triad. When they start going to me, it it means nothing. But when they start t- talking about emotion, it's then universal. It's 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 there's, there's no special language for them talking to actors. So why should there be for 
composers. So I, I think that it was always a case of trying to get more out of the scene. And, and, and once you've set up your themes, that's, in one respect, that's kind of the hard job has, has happened. And, and now, now you've just got to use them. So, but, but also the process changes. You, 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 the film that you wrote to two months ago, now it could be different. It, there could be new characters. That, the, 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 the development of the characters changed. So it, it's, it's always different points of view. Yeah. And one of the, the tracks that you're mentioning in the beginning, this one black that opens up the movie and has this nod to, uh, the Batman was that scripted out in that way? Was was that because I guess uh, Will Arnett has that voiceover that comes in? He's kind of like making fun of the credits, I guess. So what? What? You know, <laughs> how did that come together? Well, I think well the, that that was all that was always there, but but the way of introducing the music it was the same as the joke when when they call Batman and they get the the hold music and uh-huh. it's obviously Batman's theme. We tried we tried different pieces of music. We tried the original TV show, but it didn't. Uh, uh, and then the scene the scene was much longer, so that the the his new theme was set up so that you kept hearing it, kept hearing it, and then it lined up. So, <laughs> so, so it, think, things change constantly, and and it's the same with black, and then the comic and music. We, we tried different how, how far do we go or should we be more subtle so it's those little situations like that you don't you don't want to be over the top and funny you want to be it was just deadly serious and and I, and I think I remember last week watching it in an audience with an audience and you just get a sense of a kind of a shiver up your spine because it, <laughs> it feels like you are about to go witness the most epic superhero movie of all time, which, as we know, it is. Yeah, that's so funny. I, I guess we're just reflecting now. Obviously, you've been away from the project for a little bit. You know, what what were some of your takeaways in terms of how you approached this? You said you maybe had about seven months to work on it, and, and no one ever has enough time. So for you, like, no. where do you know you can carve out and and at least get ahead of the wave of a looming release date? Like, you know. What are some of the takeaways even working on a project like this? It, it's 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 an odd one. I don't I don't I think it's the old Boy Scout motto: always be prepared. Yeah. And, but the the but on the other hand, there is simply there is n- no preparation you can you can plan ahead because all of a sudden the character may be removed from the film. And 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 I and I've seen it. I've seen it in live action films where they have gone and reshot scenes, and the tone and 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 new editors come on board and they've changed the whole attitude of the film. It's just it's it's amazing, and 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 by that the music then has to evolve also. So on the other hand, there's always that theory though that really nothing gets done until the last three weeks of a film musically because <laughs> that's when everything settling down and lock has got to happen with the cut but but you can still keep modifying so it's like everything you you listen to it and you go oh damn i wish i wish i had done this or i wish i did that it's just 
whether it's three weeks or, or three years on a project, you, you, you always wish you had more time, but, but that's just the nature of, of the job because it, it, it is a job. Yeah. What gets you to a point like this when you're one, you know, one man crew, maybe initially when you have to come up with a lot of the, the tone, the melodies, your vision for the music, at, at what point do you start bringing in other support? When do you start thinking about sharing, you know, some of your ideas with the director? Or like, when do you feel like you have a good representation of for the film? That's a hard one. I think it's always the most nerve wracking thing is that first presentation. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's god awful and it's and it's fearful because you've just you've 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 put your heart on onto the table and you said okay this is what I think it is I, and and you've been working on this for three months and you've just invited me into this and I think I know what I'm talking about it's just so risky and it's very intimidating because because what you think you're doing is 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 correct you think that you have got the voice of that character so you're trying to say that and if you've got it wrong the most important thing is that if you have got it wrong is to, is to sit back and kind of go okay it's wrong it's 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 not personal it's not like they said your child is ugly it's just a case of it's just not what they're imagining that it's not right but so it's a it's a difficult process you're, you're trying to learn each other's tastes. Yeah. You're, try, you're trying. To, you're trying to translate what's in their head, and and big melodies. They may not like that. They may like this very short, simple motif. Some directors don't even like melodies. They find it intrusive to their film, which is justified. Yeah, were there any specific cues that, in your mind, were kind of last-minute surprises, and or, or even how many demos you know did you end up working on that made it into the final film? I, I think with animation, you're probably on hours worth of mu- hours worth of music, and 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 scenes will change, so you have to rewrite it. Um, and I think a lot of demos. I I started I started because I, I found I found it interesting. I started putting up on 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 YouTube the the sequences and the piano tube, uh, the piano scrolls of of some of the suites and how I wrote them, because I just to me I I find it interesting to see how things evolve, and. And some people, and some people said, "Well, that doesn't sound anything like what's in the film." That that's the process. That is exactly what happens. Your 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 first initial thought is the same as the script. Nobody goes and films the first draft of a script. It, right. It it would it would it would have to be the Bible. It would have to be perfection to have <laughs> something that that need any rewrites. So I, I think that. You have to be aware that it's going to constantly evolve and change, because the that, that's the that's the beast. So, so there's quite a few there's quite a few scenes. The whole Phantom Zone scene was a bit longer, but also musically, I wrote I wrote a Phantom Zone theme and and scored every single bit that happened to it. And then finally, we we were watching it and we just started watching it without music, and you were more in that world. You, you heard the sound effects, you heard that zone, and it let you just have a break. So, so you go and you get rid of minutes of music, and, and, it make, and it's justified. But, but you have to experiment with things. You had a really busy 2016. I imagine 2017 it won't be too different. What do you have coming up? It looks like uh, Churchill was definitely something that is coming up for you, or 
firstly, I've always been a, I'm a been, a, a, I've always been a, an admirer of Churchill. And, and when I found out that this film was happening uh, with Brian Cox, I just, I, I so wanted to be part of it. And it's yeah. an amazing story up to the day of Dunkirk. And, hmm. um, I, I, and also, <laughs> I, I love trying to do different genres and do different styles of music because I just it makes it it makes it exciting. I I don't I don't only watch one type or genre of film. I watch everything and and I love I love trying that. But I'm doing um, I'm I'm working with Ron Howard at the moment on a on a show called Genius, and it's the life of Albert Einstein. Right. So that, that that's a great. I I love stories like that it's the same reason why i always tried to look on documentaries i i just love i love being able to gain knowledge from something and and learning about einstein and writing music is just a, a real privilege so that's what i'm doing and then a couple of shows that i did last year are coming back again marcello which is the netflix <laughs> yeah. show season that's coming back again and then this year i'm i'm co-writing with rupert gregson williams on the crown which is a Netflix show. Yes, it's 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 busy, but but thankfully, I'm busy because it's it's a, it's a great privilege to be able to be doing what we're all doing. How, how do you balance your kind of load of video game versus feature film work? I mean, some of the, some of these video game titles can go on for years in terms of development and involvement. Yeah. So, video games are the hardest because of that, and. People say, well, oh, you can't multitask on projects, but you have to because some games worked on, I've been worked writing in January and then I haven't heard from them for four or five months because the, there has been nothing to do. So you, you have to be able to, nowadays as a composer, you have to be able to multitask and you have to be able to take that hat off and put another one on and go on to another project. And, and the same with films. Films sometimes will get shelved, and they, and and they will re require new financing or something, and and, and so it means you you stop writing, and and you and I I love I love writing, so I like so you yeah. you kind of need you need you need pro projects on the go, really. Fantastic. Well, for folks who want to stay in touch with you, you have your website. Anywhere else, people can uh, kind of keep track of. What you're up to? Are you pretty active on social media? I'm lear I'm learning to be. I I, <laughs> I, I think that I, I I never was, but I but I do I do think it, it, it's 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 important, and it's the same way I think it's important to interact with people that want to get into music. Yeah. And it, it it's it's difficult because when I started, I used to write a letter to somebody asking for advice, and people just now hit you up on Facebook, just go, oh, yeah. give me a job. It's just a, diff it's a different time. But I do think that you have to, you want to encourage people. It's, we, we, need, we need voices in this industry, and we need people to have some hope that they, going into the arts is a very difficult thing because it's not a, it's not a reliable job. Yeah. And um, I, I think when possible, it's it's good to try to, give people advice and there's no, there's no clear path when it comes to film music. Everybody is always asking, well, how do I, how do I become one? Goodness knows if we all knew everybody would do it. It's, right. it's it, there's, there's no right or wrong, but I do think it's always important to, to at least try to help 
students or or or, or give advice. So so social media is a great thing because it's allowing that to happen, and and also I think it it's letting them see the process because I think that not not everybody fully understands that the music may may be different on the album than it is in the film because that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great perspective. Obviously, you've come in like you said, fifteen years working with Hans, which I mean, being a fly on the wall for that process, you it's hard not to take in a lot of someone else's process, but then obviously come away with your own that hopefully makes a, a unique, unique voice. It's a privilege and it's a, an amazing learning because you're able to sit back and, and watch and you see how, how the creative process works between a director and a composer. Mm-hmm. And and you can agree with it or you may disagree, but what you do is you take away with it and you form your own judgment. And mm. and I've worked for other composers also, and 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 I and I've, I've done the same thing. You 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 look at the situation, and you you it's a it's a luxury to be able to to to, le- to learn under people. It's it's, yeah. it's a it's an apprenticeship really. Well, fantastic. Well, congratulations again on this really exciting movie. It's fun to walk into a movie and not really know what to expect. Is it a movie for kids? Is it a movie for adults? <laughs> what am I going to be subjected to? And I, I think it was so much fun to uh, just be thrown into this Lego world, which honestly is its pretty amazing to see how they've adapted something that, you know, it's a little toy. It's, it's now become this whole world. But I think what's fascinating is, is that it's, it's all possible. Everything you watch, it's possible. There's no illegal moves in it. There's nothing that, even when they're doing yoga, all of those moves are possible. So, so it's it's something that I remember as a kid when I used to make Lego and play, make Lego cars and bash them into walls and create <laughs> scenes from movies. You know, making the sound effects and yeah. and 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 making music in my head. It's 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 that, but. But now you get to actually visually see it. It's it's just it's it's amazing. Well, thank you again for folks um, who definitely have a chance to see the movie. Uh, check out the soundtrack. I love wa- listening to soundtracks after watching the movies, and I've been listening to this now for the past few days. And there is so much going on. It's it's an incredible achievement. So congratulations again. There there, there is so much. It it's sort of it's kind of the marmite effect. <laughs> you, you either like it or you or you hate it. It's a, it's a, but but again it's 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 every single flourish and every single note was a, just a a process of of working to picture that yeah. some may find excessive but that's their opinion because when you're working to picture you you've got to you've got to kind of there's two worlds yes it's a piece of music but also it's got to work to the visuals so there may there may be things that audibly are not pleasant but that's hey ho <laughs> fantastic well thank you again it was, a, it was a great pleasure and i look forward to talking with you soon about your next project so thanks again amazing Michael. lovely to you pleasure thanks so much for tuning in and listening to my chat with composer lauren balf about his work on the lego batman movie you can hear more conversations with sound designers composers and directors on the soundworks collection podcast on itunes and streaming online at soundworkscollection.com